Washington, D.C., this is On the Ground. With a combination of anger and mourning at the intentional burning of the Amazon rainforest, activists from Extinction Rebellion and other groups rally outside the Brazilian embassy demanding an end to the destruction. People will debate over how much is actually burning, how much oxygen actually comes from the Amazon, but that is irrelevant, really. I mean, the Amazon is vital for our survival, vital for our fighting climate crisis, and we need to do something now because if we let this slide, it will get so much worse. You know, all those fires were started very easily, very quickly. You know, there are so many ranchers there who are out there who are ready to burn. So it's really important that we stop this right now. And hundreds rallied in Northwest DC to protest the leasing of a building to serve as a detention center for immigrant children. What's this? Operation opens, and once operations like this open around the country and these contracts are given, that's the new norm for how we work with young people and how unaccompanied minors are treated in our country. And we're saying no to that tonight. This is On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital. I'm Esther Ivarum. And before we go to voices from the streets for the rest of the hour, a few headlines. Community activists working to preserve D.C.'s historic McMillan Park are filing an injunction in the U.S. Court of Appeals against the D.C. government for demolition at the park in violation of terms of a previous court decision. On December 8, 2016, the district's highest court, the D.C. Court of Appeals, ruled against the district and the developer which want to replace the park located at North Capitol and Michigan Avenue with a high-density complex, including a 10-story medical building and 600 luxury condos. Daniel Walkoff, an organizer with SaveMcMillan.org, does not believe a statement this week from the mayor's office that the demolition equipment on the site is doing soil testing. We're filing a um, injunction because we're still in court and we're going to ask for a stop to the demolition. Uh, we've been contacting city officials, and they all play this game. Oh, no, the mayor says it's only soil testing. We've been working with org. We're also working with org, And uh, we've had recent meetings, and we're gaining contacts. We're also planning a case in federal court because the... Um, the site is protected by historic covenants that make the entire uh, project illegal under federal law. More information is at savemcmillan.org and 202-232-8391. In Culture and Media, Saturday, August 31st at 2 p.m., Eddie and Janet Africa of the Philadelphia-based MOVE organization will speak on a panel at the Shaw Neighborhood Library 1637th Street in Northwest D.C. For more information, look up On a Move, Repression, Resistance, and Freedom on Facebook. Also on August 31st through September 1st, the Konkaran West African Dance Company is holding its annual African Dance Conference and Concert. Go to Konkaran.org for more information. And those are our headlines and happenings. Stay with us.
We spend this hour on the streets of D.C., where this week, the last week of August 2019, there were protests in support of human rights and human survival. First, we go to the Brazilian embassy, where on Monday, August 26th, activists with Extinction Rebellion and other organizations rallied and then marched down Massachusetts Avenue Northwest, demanding an end to the fires that are destroying the Amazon rainforest, which is vital to producing Earth's oxygen and other elements of global ecology. Um, it will not for much longer. This is, we want 
should be here and gathered today in our pain and in our grieving for the Amazon and all of the horrible things that are happening for the people, indigenous people there, and for the animals, but also because after this, we want to vote, we want to organize, yeah. we want to demand our lives so I want to end this with a chant, so I'm going to start by saying, um, who's future and you'll say our future and I'll say whose land you'll say our land so whose future our future whose land our land whose water our water whose air our air whose future our future whose lives our lives whose lives our lives thank you very much thank you Lana that was great all right, our next speaker is Gorov. He's from Friends of the Earth. He's going to talk a little bit about the corporations that are responsible for the deforestation that's going on right now. Let's give it up for Gorov. Hello, everyone. My name is Gorov. I'm a campaigner with Friends of the Earth US right here. And what I first want to say is I will keep my remarks brief, but we are facing not just one crisis, the climate crisis, but we are facing overlapping crises right now on this earth. We are facing the climate crisis. We are seeing unprecedented species extinction, and we are facing a global epidemic of murder and violence against indigenous people and land defenders all over the world. We know that the racist, homophobic, authoritarian Bolsonaro regime is to blame for the assault on the Amazon and its people. But let's be clear, behind the destruction in Brazil are U.S. investors, banks, and companies that have financed the enabling conditions to allow this to happen. And multinational agribusiness companies like Cargill, like Bungie, like ADM, like JBS, will profit from the destruction that is aimed to open up the Amazon even further to greater agricultural development. Those companies companies and their downstream Brazilian business partners cannot act alone. Behind them are banks and investors that support their operations. So let's demand that these investors suspend all financing for agribusiness companies that are active in the Brazilian Amazon and Sahado until they can ensure that they are not driving deforestation and not violating the rights of indigenous communities. And if if their industrial agricultural model cannot guarantee that, then it's time to find other business because business as usual cannot go on. You know, we're standing here at the Brazilian Embassy, and right across the street is the South African Embassy. And just as investors and companies had to get on board with removing their financial support for the violent and racist apartheid regime in South Africa, so do the financiers of destruction in the Amazon. Because the fate of the Amazon is the fate of the world. Just as we support the resistance of indigenous communities in Brazil and oppose the policies of the Bolsonaro regime, let's also demand that the investors that hold our money are not complicit in the destruction of the future, because that's what it is. If companies, investors, and banks are going to continue to do business with Bolsonaro's Brazil, they are complicit, and there's nothing more to it. We all have a role to play. Let's understand what role we can play here in the global north and keep the pressure on. Thank you so much. 
scientific evidence points to this. And of course, we have a third bout of development and colonization of the Amazon under the current authoritarian regime we have in Brazil. Um, recycled ideas from the military government are now put in place to develop the Amazon again, slashing and burning and felling trees and making making way for agriculture frontier. This is what they call the development of the Amazon. This is clearly not our project for the Amazon. We do not want more dams, more roads, more beef, and more soybeans in the Amazon. We do not want any more fires. No! No more fires! We don't want to see the Amazon burn. But because we are now, sadly, in less than a hundred years in Brazil with a third authoritarian regime, this is what's happening. So just like Vargas, just like the military in the 90, in the 60s and the 70s, Bolsonaro government is now going for the Amazon. And this is the danger that we are protecting ourselves from. Now, when our president, well, not my president, but <laughs> when our president denies science, when he fires the head of our National Institute of Space Research just for putting out correct scientific data about the destruction of the Amazon, when he tells people that they should go to the bathroom only every other day to save the planet, when he says that only vegans should be uh, worried about the environment because that's all they eat, um, that is the person who is now presiding over our huge, beautiful nation of Brazil. It's just so sad. Stop this man. Let's stop him. Let's stop the just not long ago. They say, thank you for your support. Brazil is facing one of the biggest threats of all lately, and hearing the world voice could actually help us change the political scene. So what we're doing matters. People are paying attention. So let's give ourselves a round of name is Mariana Prado. I'm actually not affiliated with any of the organizations, but I, I try to be active in political movements in DC. This is very close to heart to me because I'm a Brazilian citizen living in DC and I work at the Amazon and I work with the Amazon traditional communities. So what's happening there is very hurtful at a personal level, at a professional level, and I'm angry, I'm heartbroken. My, I feel like my heart is weeping and I think that civil, peaceful civil disobedience and taking civil action is the best way, it's the best thing we can do right now, bring attention to this cause and try 
to really have people understand the issue that it's not only about the lungs of the planets burning, it's that there are people there that are people that need the forest for living and those people are the guardians of the forest like we should hear them and we should follow their modes of production and try to give them space to continue to do that instead of just trying to push agribusiness as a development model for brazil so what are some of the groups in particular that probably americans don't know about that are guardians of the forest So when people talk about traditional communities, they only think about indigenous communities. But for example, I work with Quilombola communities in the Amazon who are the descendants of runaway slaves who created free settlements and still live in those communities. There are also Ribeirinhos who are fisher villages. They have very small also settlements. They live pretty much based on what they can get from the river and what they can fish. There are castanheiros who are very much focused on the on extracting the Brazilian nut, uh, even though that tends to be a cross-cutting staple across all these different communities. There are also sustainable extractivism for of rubber tappers, rubber tappers, who a lot of times have communes where they and cooperatives where they do sustainable practice sustainable practices. And that's something that you see across all these different communities is that they have modes of productions that work with the local flora and fauna and it keeps it in a very balanced way. Okay. In terms of your work, what are those The communities experiencing right now so people I was actually talking to someone from Rook the other day and people were scared people were terrified and people just feel very very frustrated because we felt that in the past couple years at least with the PT administration things were getting a little better for the communities in the Amazon and now it's going the complete opposite and you see this very hateful rhetoric coming from the president that really takes away from the role those people have and from their humanity also they are treated as second class citizens and I think it's a very scary moment to be but it's also the moment where we need to act and so what in terms of acting what do you think that americans other people outside of brazil and inside of brazil can do right now I think sustainable consumption is a really big thing. Uh, there's a really big push for veganism, but I think that people should be a little aware, uh, more aware about that because it tends to be a very middle class way to push the issue forward. I think that there are sustainable cattle ranching practices, especially within those communities, that could allow people to still eat meat, but that it's not it is in a mass KOA. I think that trying to buy organic products and trying to buy products that you know that are being harvested in a sustainable way from these communities is very important. I think that voting, more informed voting processes is also very necessary, both in the US and in Brazil, like vote for people that represent and that listen to the, to the people who need and who are in the forest. Uh, so just tell everybody your name again and, and how people can, if there's some organization or website or petition or whatever that people can connect with if they'd like to. All right, my name is Mariana Prado. There are several organizations cons uh, looking at conservation in the Amazon, in the United States, and in Brazil. I would also recommend, before trying to support anyone, try to check to the extent they engage with the traditional communities and to the local communities. Those people are 
they are at the heart of the forest and working with them and empowering them is the secret to continue to protect, which is a gift to all, something that is a gift for the whole world. Just tell me your, your name and I know you're from Extinction Rebellion and why you came out today. So my name is Adil Trehan. I'm a volunteer with Extinction Rebellion DC. I came out here because it's critical that we come outside of our houses. We show people in mass that there are people who are willing to come out here and spend their time and energy and risk their freedom to defend the Amazon. You know, what else are we going to do? We all care. We don't live in Brazil, but we're trying to do best we can and I think that coming here and assembling here and speaking our mind is the best thing that we can do. When you say uh, risk their freedom, what do you mean? Get arrested, potentially. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. I mean, it's yeah. the risk varies there. It is possible that these cops, you know, when we first got here, they said to stay completely out of this area. And we took the bet that they wouldn't risk arresting all these people just for standing here. This is actually public space. But the cops have been incredibly forceful and they really don't want they don't want us to be able to protest in front of the Brazilian embassy. They wanted us to go down there. Well, and we were like, no, like we're protesting the Brazilian embassy. We're not going to just go off somewhere else. Protesting the corner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, in terms of you personally, what's impacted you the most about this fire? That they won't stop because of the incentives. You know, the Bolsonaro and those companies, they don't care about the Amazon. They just, they would turn it into an industrial farm. You know, it is money to them. And that incentive, that greed isn't going away until we stand up. So I see this as the beginning of a worsening situation for the Amazon. People will debate over how much is actually burning, how much oxygen actually comes from the Amazon, but that is irrelevant, really. I mean, the Amazon is vital for our survival, vital for fighting climate crisis, and we need to do something now because if we let this slide, it will get so much worse, you know? All those fires were started very easily, very quickly, you know? There are so many ranchers there who are out there who are ready to burn, so... It's really important that we stop this right now, as soon as possible. If people want to uh, connect with Extinction Rebellion or Extinction Rebellion DC, how can they get in touch with you? So, um, we have social media, but I think I would direct everyone right now to go to strikedc.org, strikedc.org, because DC, in coalition with other groups, are going to shut down DC on September 23rd, which is a Monday. Greta Thunberg is going to the UN on Friday, and there's going to be global climate strikes from September 20th to 27th. September right, 23rd, we're shutting down DC here. What do we want? Stop the fire! What do we want? It? Now! What do we want? Stop the fire! What do we want? It? Now! One street! You have been listening to voices from the rally held in front of the Brazilian Embassy in Northwest D.C. on August 26, 2019, to protest the man-made fires destroying the Amazon rainforest. After the break, voices in opposition to a detention center, also known as a prison, detention camp, or a concentration camp for immigrant children. Stay with us.
we're here to make it clear that what is the immigration policy right now of this administration is criminal. It's criminal, it amounts to concentration camps, and it amounts to the abuse of families, of nations, and of children, and we do not want that to take place here in Washington, D.C., in Tacoma, D.C. Now, we're going to do a number of things this evening because we just didn't want to have a rally that was angry, but we wanted to reflect what we believe that our city needs to look like, that our whole area needs to look like. Diverse, made up of every color, made up of every gender, made up of people from different lifestyles and sexual preferences. We're here together as one people, standing up and saying no to these kinds of draconian policies. Saying no to the Trump administration, saying no to Douglas Jamal, let me repeat that name, Douglas Jamal, who owns this and agreed to rent to a private contractor to open up a detention center. Let me tell you a story, and then we'll move on. At 3400 New York Avenue, Douglas Jamal owned a building there that he agreed to rent to a halfway house of returning citizens from prison to come and restart their life. And then mysteriously, without announcement, reneged on the agreement, basically jeopardizing returning citizen services in Washington, D.C. So we're saying, if he could pull a contract on returning citizens, then he needs to pull the contract on this private contractor. It's clear what he needs to do because we are not going to go away and we're going to hold him accountable to all that we need to hold him accountable for. Now we have Brother Ron Moten from Don't Mute DC that's going to be our co-MC tonight along with Megan from Many Languages One Voice. And we're going to do it a little bit differently because we're going to have music, we're going to have sacred drumming, we're going to have songs, we're going to have a night where we can culturally engage with each other and be a community. To be a community that is whole, not a community that is broken, and to stand against the broken community that this administration creates over and over again. And we're going to have some sacred drumming to help center us down and bring us into a place of harmony this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, the Uptown Boys! Hey everyone. Um, my name is Sevi. I'm from the Piscataway Indian Nation and these are our ancestral homelands. And we just wanted to share a, a song with y'all to open the space today.
that is trying to come right here to this building for more than 400 years. And I know that my relatives here, African-American people, Latinos people, all people, we have known what this has been since before 1619. And I will tell you, my friends, no pasará. No pasará. They will not pass. They will not come into our community or any community to commit violence and fear upon any of our people, upon any of our neighbors. I want to tell you that we will not be erased. We will be here. We'll be standing up for all our children as we always have. For those of you who are nuestros jóvenes, nuestros sobrinos que están aquí, que tienen miedo, yo voy a decir que ustedes son de nosotros. Ustedes son parte de nosotros y ellos no pueden tenerles. They cannot take you. You belong to us. Venceremos. Venceremos. Our next person that we will bring up is uh, Mayor Kate Stewart, right? From Tacoma Park. Thank you. I want to first thank the organizers tonight for pulling us together because this is what community looks like. This is what unity looks like. And I want to see all those signs. Hold up all those signs and take a look around you. This is who we are as a community. And I am proud to stand up here and support Councilmember Todd and Muriel Bowser in saying no to a facility here that would detain children. And I want to be very clear about what we're saying no to here and what we want to say yes to. We are saying no to the current immigration policies that dehumanize individuals. We are saying no to contracts to defense contractors who have only experience training soldiers and engineers and no experience with children. We are saying no to facilities that put over 200 boys and girls aged 12 to 17 together. What are we saying yes to? We are saying yes to taking those millions of dollars and putting them in the hands of the professionals who actually know what they're doing who will provide these young people with the medical and mental health services they need, who will hire the counselors, the lawyers, the people who will help these young people unite with loved ones and place them in families. That is what we're saying yes to. And for those who say and question why we're opposing this, because I've gotten that question a lot in the last couple of weeks, why would you oppose this? I ask them, why would you support such a thing? Why, given the immigration policies we have now, why, 
Given the changes that are made daily when we wake up and watch TV, would you ever think that we could stand by and let this happen? Because understand, this is not temporary housing. Once this operation opens and once operations like this open around the country and these contracts are given, that's the new norm for how we work with young people and how unaccompanied minors are treated in our country. And we're saying no to that tonight. We're saying no to it for these children. We're saying no to it for the children who are here tonight because we don't want them to grow up in a country where this is normal government procedure. Let's read out some of the signs. What do we got? What's next? Concentration camps or wait? Families belong together. Children belong in communities, not cages. Let our children grow. Immigrants make America great. No person is illegal. Yes, no person is illegal. Migrant. Never again is now. All children should be free. Let's give a round of applause, y'all. How are we doing tonight, everybody? Can we give them a great big welcome? Here comes Son Cosita Seria. How's everybody doing? Thank you for being here. We are Son Cosita Seria. We're here from Washington, D.C. And we play Son Jarocho music, which is music of, resi music of resistance of southern Mexico. And we're here, we're here because we oppose any jail, anytime, anywhere. Not just here, but everywhere. It's time to change the system of colonialism, colonialism imperialism, and capitalism, which is what's bringing all the jails to our neighborhoods. So, and I'm so glad to be here today with Son Cosita Seria because this is a great event because it gets together both, both the fight against bad immigration policies and also the fight for the people that come out of jail and don't have a place to go and don't have a way to reinsert themselves into society. So we're here for everybody today. The next song is called Mr. President. It is pretty much a dedication to all the presidents that have been in power in this country forever, having created the problems that we have today. It's not just the president that we have today, it's every single one that preceded him. Me gusta la lima, me gusta 
Señor presidente, le vengo a cantar que los inmigrantes se van a quedar. Señor presidente, le vengo a cantar que los inmigrantes se van a quedar. Me gusta melón, me gusta sandía, pero no me gusta tanta policía. Me gusta melón, me gusta sandía, pero no me gusta tanta policía. foreign-born. So this is targeting us. This is targeting my community. But let's look at the track record. Seven people have already died. Seven children have already died under the custody of ICE since this drama started under this administration. We've had over 5,000 kids alleged sexual assault under ICE under this custody. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about 1,500 kids. 1,500 kids that don't know where their parents are at their family separation because they never kept track. So we don't know where we're gonna send these kids to. Look it up. It's over the last 12 months. That's the track record. And now we're giving $20 million to a company that has zero clue what they're doing in regards to these children and the trauma that they've experienced. We will not dirty our hands and have blood on our hands for what this administration is doing. And I urge you all to fight to, earth, to stop what's, what's happening here. But with that, I just want to say that the sad part is that this is a company that is in my, in my county. And I'm ashamed to say that, that for a buck, people have stayed silent. But we have to speak up, even when it's unpopular. We have to speak up and represent our community. When we have children, children, because they're saying 12 to 17, where we don't even know when the deadline is or when they can get out. When that, uh, the Flores settlement has been taken off, that means that kids could be detained indefinitely. Indefinitely. They're saying this is not a jail. They're saying this is not a jail, but they can't walk out. They can't walk out. 
This is a jail for our children. And they've criminalized something that is a human right. We have to stand up. We have to stand up. So with that, I just want to say thank you for coming out today. Thank you for supporting this cause. Thank you for supporting my community and the children that I represent. Thank you. Thank you. Let's keep it going. Hey, good evening. How are you doing? My name's Megan Makara-Egg. I get to work with Many Languages, One Voice. I want to say two things. One is I think it's really great that elected officials have come out to say no to this. But some of those officials have accepted money from the same developer. They need to give that money back. That's dirty money and it should go back. So there's that. Or even better, make a contribution in the amount that you received from Douglas Jamal to the Immigrant Legal Defense Fund. So, thank you for coming out tonight to all the elected officials who showed their support. We want you to put some money on the line. As reparations. The other thing I guess I want to say here is my 18-year-old daughter wanted to be with us tonight. When she was 12, she fought against her own dad's deportation. She's a lion. Her name's Juanita, I love her. I backed her. She fought a national fight with our friends at Indalam, at Detention Watch Network, and many, many others with Jobs with Justice who got behind her to help her win that fight because we don't win these fights alone. We don't. And so I want all of you to know that they have been taking people away. And that's not just about the recent ra raids. This happens for us all the time. They are always taking us away. But it has a price, right? My 12-year-old daughter, after that happened, started suffering from self-harm and anorexia, internalizing the evil of imperialism and the prison industry that's jailing all our people. This stuff hypes up her trauma and she harms herself or she would be here with us tonight. There is a cost. So I think I want to be really clear as well about MLS stance here is that we're not just against no children at all being in detention or no immigrant detention. We are against any manner of detention. If you'll take a moment of silence for my daughter, Juanita, who's still fighting the fight, and send her all the love and energy, I think that's what helped her pull through the last time she was in the hospital. Thank you so much. All right, I'm going to pass the mic to Alexis Vigil from Como Sea Hello, everybody. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all good? Y'all so beautiful, and I'm so happy to see all of y'all. It makes me feel filled with like so much pride that like I have a community that cares about people that look like me, right? That cares about people that that that's that's not gonna let rich people come through and dictate what the we're doing in our community. So it feels so good to see all of y'all here. And so today I just wanted to talk about kind of in 
along the same lines that Megan was talking about, that DC claims to be a sanctuary city. They sit on these words like, oh, we a sanctuary city. Like, you know, it's nice, we got bagels, we got brunch, we got all this ish, like, we real hip. But the truth is, ICE still is in our communities. ICE is going to businesses, getting people at work, talking to their bosses, saying, yo, I'm looking for so-and-so. And the boss is like, I don't know who you're talking about. What happens? They come back, they go to their apartments, they're waiting for people when they get home from work. Then the kids come back and they don't know where their parents are. So we're not a sanctuary city. DC jail still cooperates with ICE. People get locked up for, for the smallest of charge. And as soon as they get locked up, they get put, say, they get locked up, they get put in one set of chains and get set, put in another set of chains. So why are we lying? Why are we telling people that we're a sanctuary city? Where are my elected officials? Be honest to me. I'm big, you know what I'm saying? I went to school. DCPS is great. They, you know, I'm a critical thinker. All that stuff. Be straight up with me. Don't lie. We're not a sanctuary city. And now you want to do this? Right? And now you want to do this. And y'all still take money from this guy. What's money? What's money? What you gonna do with all this money? This earth is burning and y'all care about money. Entonces, muchas gracias a toda la gente. Thank y'all. How we doing? Milo Gonzalez and Lucy Murphy. Esta tierra es tuya, esta tierra es mía, desde California hasta Nueva York, desde los bosques hasta los mares, esta tierra es tuya y mía también, this land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from the Red country with no paper in 1981. I'm glad and thankful of Tacoma Park when they became a sanctuary. And I can imagine, you know, my kid Lilito was two and a half when we crossed the Rio Grande. When I saw the picture of this kid, you know, who died with a father, 
I saw myself there. I could be. I crossed with my mom, with my compañera, with Lilito and myself by El Paso. And I lived for four years with no paper, no green card, no social security, nothing. So we are here in solidarity with our brothers and sisters. You just heard the voices of those at a protest rally held Wednesday, August 28, 2019 outside the building in the Tacoma Park section of Washington, D.C. that has been leased to be a detention center for immigrant children. And that will do it for today's show. This is On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital on Pacifica Radio. You can contact us, support us, and partner with us and listen to all of our current and past shows on the website we maintain, onthegroundshow.org. If you like the show, let us know by liking us on Facebook or Twitter under On The Ground Show. And we are on iTunes and Google Play under the title WPFW On The Ground. And you can support On The Ground on Patreon. The music we play this hour included Home Universe by Chick Corea and Almighty Dollar by Ozzy Osbourne. Our theme music is Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. I'm Esther Ivarum. Until next time, keep raising your voice. Peace. <laughs>